0: Welcome to the Information Systems for Business podcast. I'm your host, Craig Van Slyke. The main purpose of the podcast is to augment the book, Information Systems for Business and Experiential Approach by Franz Belanger, Craig Van Slyke, and Rob Crossler. The book is published by Prospect Press. Before we get started, I want to give a few disclaimers. The podcast purposely omits many details in order to get to the high points of each chapter. So listening to the podcast is not a substitute for reading the book. Each episode contains my view of the most important points of each chapter. Your professor may have a different view. The podcast is solely my responsibility, so any errors are on me, not my co-authors, your professors, Prospect Press, or my employer. Enough of the disclaimers. Let's get to the good stuff. Chapter 8's focusing story discusses the persistent, incorrect belief that Macs and iPhones are impervious to hacking. This simply is not true. Macs are generally safer than Windows-based PCs, but Macs are still vulnerable, just not as vulnerable. The same thing is true of iPhones. Even if the platforms you use are more secure than their competitors, you need to keep in mind that all systems are vulnerable, so you need to be diligent about protecting your information whether you use a Windows PC, a Mac, an iPhone, an Android phone, whatever. It's your job to keep it safe. Having our devices connected to the outside world is absolutely convenient, but it's also dangerous. This chapter helps you understand information security and explains different types of security technologies. If you have a computer, tablet, or smartphone, you need to understand how to protect the information that's stored on or flows through these devices. Even if you never use a computer, you're still vulnerable to security threats through the many organizations you have to deal with to get through life. The bottom line is that everyone in the developed world needs to be aware of information security. So, chapter 8 helps you understand more about how to protect your system and how organizations protect their systems. Chapter 8 begins by defining information security as the set of protections put in place to safeguard information systems and or data from security threats. After the focusing story, chapter 8 discusses risk management as it relates to security. Next, the chapter covers several important information security concepts. This is followed by a detailed discussion of information security threats including threat targets and threat vectors, which are the methods used to conduct attacks. The chapter covers security technologies and solutions next and concludes with a brief discussion of the role of security policies. Here are the main points from Chapter 8. There are always security risks to be managed, regardless of how well an organization manages their information security. There's always some risk present, so risk management is always important. Risk management is the process of identifying, assessing, and prioritizing the security risks an organization may face. Note that there are other types of risk management as well, but here we focus on security risk management. Organizations can manage risk by accepting the risks or trying to mitigate or prevent those risks. Risk management and security are related, but different. Security is focused on protecting assets from both external threats, such as those from hackers and viruses, and internal threats such as those posed by employees, trading partners, or contractors purposely or accidentally compromising information security. See figure 8.1 for a diagram showing some external and internal threat types. Cybersecurity is a newer term than information security, but we can treat them as being basically the same thing, although some people think cybersecurity is broader. Security is asymmetric since organizations have to protect against many weaknesses while hackers only need to find one weakness to exploit. In security, we call this asymmetrical security warfare. Defense in depth refers to an approach to security that uses multiple layers of protection. This means that the bad guys need to get through multiple layers of protection to get to sensitive data. This is kind of like having a home safe. In order to get to your valuables that are stored in a safe, a robber would have to first get into your locked house and then break into your safe. So you've got two layers of protection there. There are three main levels of security. First is protecting the information itself. Second is protecting the computer on which the information is stored, and third, protecting the network to which the computer is connected. The main goals of information security are confidentiality, which is making sure only authorized individuals can access data, integrity, which is making sure that data are consistent and complete, and availability, which is making sure that systems and data are available when needed. We sometimes refer to these as the CIA goals. Two additional goals are sometimes considered. The first is authentication, which means making sure that the parties involved in some interaction are who they say they are. This is one reason that most companies ban sharing login information and also ban logging into a system then letting someone else use that system. They don't know who's actually using the system. Non-repudiation is making sure someone can't go back on their obligations, for example, by claiming that they did not enter into an online transaction when they actually did. There are many types of security threats. We can understand them by considering the threat target, which is usually confidentiality, integrity, or availability, the CIAs that we talked about earlier, and threat vectors, which are the methods of attack. Common threat vectors include hacking, which is when an unauthorized individual gains access to a system or data, social engineering, which involves tricking an authorized user into providing confidential information, such as passwords or confidential files. When social engineering is done through email, it's often called phishing. That's with a PH instead of an F. Denial-of-service attacks are attacks on availability that lead to legitimate users not being able to access information or technology resources. Malware, such as computer viruses, can affect confidentiality, integrity, and availability. There are many different kinds of malware. Read the chapter to learn about some, including Trojan horses, worms, and spyware. We can classify security technologies and solutions by considering whether they are, first, preventative controls, which try to limit or stop threats from occurring, Detective Controls that try to discover where and when security threats occur and Corrective Controls that try to repair damage after a security problem does occur. User Profiles are a major approach to preventing unauthorized access. User Profiles differentiate users from one another using one or more types of identification. Here are some. Possession is when you hold some form of identification. For example, your student ID may contain a chip or a magnetic strip that allows you to access certain resources. You have to possess that student ID to access those resources. Knowledge is when you need to know something, such as a personal ID number, a PIN, or password to gain access to a system. Traits use recognition of some physical or behavioral human characteristic, such as a fingerprint, face scan, or a retinal scan for access. These are sometimes used in combination, such as when you need to have both possession of a debit card and know the PIN, in order to use it to make a purchase at a store. Two-factor authentication requires using an extra layer of security before accessing information or systems. For example, many schools are requiring the use of an authenticator app, such as Duo or Authy, to access university systems. Biometrics, such as face prints, face scans, and retinal scans can be used for authentication, identification, or both. There are many other interesting biometrics in use. Check out Table 8.3 for some examples, including odor recognition, which is just kind of strange and somehow scary. Firewalls are used to control access into and out of networks, applications, and computers. There's a lot to firewalls, so be sure to read the chapter. I know I haven't nagged you much about that, but you really do need to read the chapter to understand firewalls. You also need to read the chapter in order to understand encryption. Encryption converts data into a form that's unreadable to anyone who does not have the proper decryption key. Encryption scrambles the data, decryption puts it back into a usable form. We're kind of running long, so I'm going to stop here and direct you to the book to learn about different types of encryption, wireless security, virtual private networks or VPNs, and security policies. That's it for chapter eight. This is another chapter with a lot of details, so you need to read the book. Okay, that's it for this episode. Remember that you still need to read the chapter since the book has much more detail. If I mentioned that yet. Fortunately we, the co-authors, worked really hard to keep the chapter short and to the point so the reading shouldn't be too bad. Talk to you next time.